Hello, beautiful queens, and join me as we open up conversations that help women walk through difficult transitions and inner healing while unleashing the potential that God has placed within all of us to become untamed and unchained. In each episode, you'll get the tools and resources to create the change in your life that you desire as you unleash your vision, your gifts, and your voice, and your confidence to live the life of your dreams. I give my listeners and clients love and support. However, I do take the direct approach and we cut out that BS in your life. So instead of playing small, you can create big leaps into your life. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello, Queens. Today, I'm going to bring you Rachel, and we are going to discuss the topic of religion, and I'm going to have her share some of the truths that God has placed on her heart. And today's episode is going to be, well, Holy Spirit-led, and we are just going to bring this on here like it's it's actually the two of us, to be honest, are sitting in a library currently, and we are recording this episode because we don't do anything by the box or by the books, and we just run with it, and we wing it and put it together. So Rachel, I want you to introduce yourself and share a, a bit about yourself, and then we will go from there. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I'm Leona's friend. She is also my life coach, and um, I grew up Amish in the northeast part of Ohio and my passion in my heart is to help set people free um, from what I've been set free from which is religion and abuse among many other things that is attached to that. Thank you Rachel thank you for sharing so tell me when you said you know some of the things that you've been set free and I know like you have the razor eye of spotting out religion. So how, how can you, like when you walk into a room and you spot religion, can you share with us what, what that looks like and how you see that obviously through spiritual eyes, but just, you also can detect when people have been through like abuse and religious abuse. And so when you encounter that, can you share with us a little bit about it? Yes. Um, religion looks down on people. Um, it make, it belittles people. Um, it makes you feel like you don't have a uh, purpose and value and worth, um, in the eyes of God, like you have to look to a man, um, for, to teach you what God has already placed on the inside of you. Wow. That's, that is so powerful. It actually it brings freedom to my soul just to hear you say that. And do you see this more in women than you do men? Or do you see it all across the board? I see it all across the board. And um, it, it actually angers me when leaders who are set in the body of Christ are there supposed to be there to empower people and they um, lord themselves over people instead of Jesus being teaching them that Jesus is their Lord to empower them into freedom. Why, why do you think that happens? Why do you think leaders squelch people? And, you know, oftentimes it's unintentionally, like they're not aware that they're doing it. You would probably, would you say it's safe to say they also have religion on them? Yes. Um, when Jesus hung on the cross, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And 
um, people, it says, might people perish for lack of knowledge. And when we have a calling and a destiny in our life, um, it should always be done in humility. And it says to consider others better than yourself. And when you are a shepherd to people in, um, or like a prophet to people, it should always be to empower people and not control people. And the reason that I think that people are, are unaware of it is because um, lack of knowledge and just uh, mindsets about how to shepherd people. Wow. I, wow. I, I, I love that. That's so, that's a powerful reminder. And you brought up about humility, being humble. And I feel like, I know you and I have had many conversations about this and we've even joked, you know, Michael Todd did a sermon of being humble and, oh, I'm so humbled when God has placed a gift on each side, on the inside of each of us. And, you know, we, we see it a lot. You, we see it in men and women, um, struggling to show up, struggling to be confident, struggling to take up that space, struggling to walk in who God has called them to be. And so if you encountered somebody like that, what would you say to that person to help break free from that religion, break free from religion? You mean the leader, the leader, whoever it is that you would encounter, like, um, yeah. How do you encounter that? Because I feel like we all can use more lessons on encountering religion. Cause a lot of times we encounter religion unaware that we're encountering mm-hmm. it with people. And we have, we have the authority in Christ to break that off of people without even them knowing actually what's going on. They mm-hmm. can break free. Uh, sometimes it's just by walking alongside of them in their life and displaying the freedom of Christ um, through the word of God, that you know the word of God and that you're not a wishy-washy Christian because you want to be free. Um, sometimes I think <clears throat> Christians think that if uh, you are free, I mean, that free in a way where they think you are um, not doing what you should do because you don't know the word of God. But when you show them that you do know the word of God with, along with that freedom, um, then it can persuade people into leaving religion behind. Wow. That's a mic drop. Okay. So I was going to ask you a question. My mind went blank brain fart. Okay. (laughs) Let's bring it back in. Um, it was going to be wrapped around humility. Oh, do you feel, I know, like I've often said this and I used to have a false belief around it. Do you feel like, or even see that a lot of people have a, um, it's the, it's a miss on, they have a misunderstanding of humility. What is the true meaning of humility? Being humble. Humility is living from the inside out being real and honest with yourself, being willing to face who you truly are through your wounds, through your hurts, habits, and hangups, and then um, focusing on the inward, putting on the heavenly clothing, which is not taught much about in the church. We're always taught about the outward appearance, which we should be more aware of that because supposedly the church today wants to talk about, you know, 
relationship and not religion, but we're still focusing on the outward too much instead of um, like the inward um, beauty of Christ through heavenly clothing. Wow. Oh, relationships versus religion. That's good. That's really, really good. That's seeing people for like seeing them in their raw, real form of who God created them to be. And that sets so many people free when you can do that. And so would you say that there is, I don't want to say necessarily the word of shortage. It can be arrogance. It can be many different things, but like a safe space in the churches where people feel truly safe to be themselves. Like, do you feel like that's hard to come by or hard to find? Very much so. Very much so because there's still like um, an intellectual, um, which means thinking out of the head instead of the heart way of leadership, um, too much protocol. And then people get pushed on the side because um, it doesn't fit in the leader's box. Um, it And they get uncomfortable with um, getting their hands dirty, so to speak, to help people, which is sad. Um, and sometimes they're doing it, you know, unawares, but sometimes it's because of pride of their position and, you know, being able to humble themselves outside of their position to, um, help people who aren't necessarily who they think they should be. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, when you were saying that I was watching in my mind, the scene of unchosen was playing out of how Jesus walked with the sinners and he got messy and he was right there with them. And, you know, walking with Christ, it requires us to do the messy things. It requires us. It requires you and I to show up to be raw and real. So people feel safe to be raw and real. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it is we don't have to wait for other people to do it. You and I can begin to do that today. And so people yes. feel that um, authenticity and they, they feel safe to be them because I feel like once people feel safe with who they are, then their identity in Christ grows and then they heal and they have have more courage Absolutely. and confidence to do those things that God has called them to be. And it just, you know, for us to come together as Jesus did. And when you were saying that, what I had to think is, you know, this, do you feel like they struggle to let Jesus be Jesus, let the Holy spirit be the Holy spirit and like become uncaged? Yes. Um, when you allow Jesus to be who he is, it's out of control and, um, we need godly order, but um, godly order is not man's order and it can look chaotic, um, cause the kingdom, a lot of kingdom principles are upside down and, um, yeah, we just need to let Jesus be the head of the church for once. Yeah. He, he gets to have his place of headship. Oh yes. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. I want to touch on two things. We're just going to get my ADHD in its line here. Cause it wants to go all directions right now, Rachel. <laughs> um, so do you feel like people are afraid of being free? Um, I feel like a lot of church leaders are afraid to be free. The people in the church want to be free. Um, but they're looked at as, well, those people just don't want it when we're not willing to work with their um, dysfunctions. Wow. 
Why, so why do you think the leaders fear to fear the freedom? Because it doesn't look like what they have been taught. So it's something that has been kind of funneled down the, do you feel like it's funneled down the bloodlines of just what church should look like? There's still a shroud over the church where the church uh, has a certain idea of freedom, but where we're going into in the next decade and further on, um, the church needs to shed religion more and the idea of what they think ministry is and helping people and, and, and truly humble themselves and um, have programs and have uh, places of safety. Like you were saying, that's the word safety for people um, who, who can be messy and, um, and the church will say, that's okay. Um, we're, we're here to help you. Yeah, because God knows we've been a mess and <laughs> need lots of help. But thank you, Jesus, for for safety. Because when we have that safety, we heal, and that's when we really uncover those that calling. And you know, God places those callings on our life that look nothing like you and I expected to, like nothing like it. And mm -hmm. um, you brought out a powerful point because when you're in the church, you have so many different personalities. You have so many different people coming together and it's not meant to be boxed in and everybody's meant to do their things for the kingdom of God and grow in the body of Christ. And it's going to look different than what our mind. I like how you said that earlier, how our mind thinks it should look like mm -hmm. and, you know, understanding and then helping those people disciple them, helping them grow and helping them do the things for the kingdom of God and be who God called them to be. And and it would be a massive ripple effect in all the different directions. It would probably be kind of look like a zoo becoming unleashed if you really stop and think about it, just like animals going free because mm -hmm. there's so many gifts that are suppressed. Yes. And so you talked about the kingdom being backwards. I feel like this is something that I haven't heard a lot about. I've been learning a lot about, and I'm sure if like, it's not something that is taught a lot about. So could you share um, where, like, could you share about that? Because I feel like this is a place where when I like, and you helped me with this, even when the key to the door, unlocking the door of kingdom being backwards, your eyes get open and there's a whole new revelation to it. Yes. And you're talking about that in the area of gifts, gifts, or even just like in our life, you know, allowing God to be God and yeah. And using our gifts, however, it is brought to you right now. I would love for you to share on it. Okay. We're back. We actually put this on pause just for, this is like real life, Rachel. Maybe yeah. we should have just kept recording and, and showed them a healing session of what, what was happening, but, yeah. but we put it on pause for a second. And on this podcast, I don't, I don't show up perfectly. So I'm just going to share. Yeah. We put it on pause for a moment and we walk through a healing session because when you do these things and Rachel's using her voice and she's sharing boldly and confidently, sometimes you get attacked mm -hmm. and, um, she's exposing some things. And so we just nicely put it on pause and we are back and she is, we're going to have her share more to be yes. honest. Um, I don't know what the question was that I asked you. <laughs> However, we're just Let's gonna, continue. yeah, we're just gonna ride this roller coaster through, you know, the jungle of the zoo of monkeys, and we're gonna do this. So, okay, would you be open to sharing some of the struggles that you have walked through in your life, just breaking free from religion? Actually, yes, because I want to uh, be vulnerable and I want to um, tattle on the enemy. 
And if anybody else has struggled with this, then you're not alone. Um, so I have a calling on my life to uh, preach and teach. And uh, the enemy has used many people to um, like make me back down and make me feel there's something wrong with me. Um, and there's been a lot of people in the church. Um, and I've forgiven them. I love them. Uh, but it's it's been a rough journey, you know. Um, so uh, that's what our healing session was about a little bit with me being able to um, come out of my shell and just continue shining my light Um even though some people might not under necessarily understand, you know, what uh, religion is or what I'm called to do um, in the church out, out uh, the body of Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being afraid to shine is a real thing. Like it's a real thing. I have walked through that kind of trauma and I know that you have, and I know the women that I work with have. And so where do you think, like, I want to hear your input or what would you say to the woman who is actually, I need to stop saying woman because yesterday my kids asked me, they're like, are guys not going to listen to your podcast? And I'm like, well, yeah, they are. And they're like, wow, they're really going to feel like a queen listening to you be like, hello, queen. Anyways, if you're a man listening to this. You are welcome. Yes. Um, so what would you say to, you know, male or female when they are really struggling to, to shine, to to step out in that boldness of who God is called them to be, because it can be very traumatic. Mm -hmm, There's, mm -hmm. there can, there can be a lot of lies that are webbed around us that we can know in our head, you know, yeah, I know like, this is what God wants for me or I know, but yet we like keep going in circles with it. Like, what would you say to that person? Um, to surround yourself with people who, who believe in you. Um, like Leona has been in my life. She is my life coach and she, um, has helped me to work through all the different dysfunctions of stepping out. And the Bible says to throw off every weight and the sin that so easily besets us and weights are what other people put on us and to do it afraid, to do it afraid. Joyce Myers says to do it afraid and Therefore, you're going to throw off those weights um, that are holding you back from who God has called you to be. Oh, yes. Yes. To throw off those weights. Like I felt like I was like spiritually throwing off weights. <laughs> like I had the whole vision. So what do you think holds a lot of people back from doing that? Do you feel like it's just because they don't know about it? Cause it's not talked enough about it. I mean, if it ain't talked enough about it, we, we, we got to get on stage there and talk about it everywhere. Yeah. Um, we're going to go there. Is that what you think it is? Or do you think like people just feel alone? Like they, they feel misunderstood. They feel alone. They think it's normal. Mm-hmm. I think the latter part more, you know, they feel alone. They think that it's normal because nobody is giving them the permission to stepping into the kingdom, stepping into um, the identity, the true identity that God has called us to be, which is taking dominion. You know, in Genesis, it says to subdue the earth. That means take dominion. And we are called to rule and reign with Christ. And um, a lot of people think that godly boldness is pride. Oh, 
but when you're not being bold in Christ, you are prideful, you know? Yeah. And could you say why that's being prideful? Let's talk about this subject. It's such a juicy snippet. (laughs) (laughs) And you do, you talk about that. Well, this This isn't about me, girl. This is about you. (laughs) You, you bring it out. Cause I feel like this needs to be exposed. This is a big lie that hovers over people of, oh my gosh, I'm being prideful. And like you, this is going back to, that was the question I asked you about kingdom being backwards. Mm -hmm. Like what, what does it look like? You know, well, you did say a little bit, but like, um, being prideful, like in, yeah, being prideful is, um, saying I'm humble and then not doing anything for God, that's false humility. Um, you know, like living in like a lowly lifestyle that is, um, human wisdom instead of godly wisdom, um, lowly in Christ is surrendering to him what he tells you to do, um, which might look powerful, but it's humble. It's, it's lowly, you know, because you're saying thy will be done. Yeah. Instead of our will, <laughs> which we know is usually the route we take first before we go. God's <laughs> we got to try that road and see it doesn't work. We are being honest here. I mean, I know that I have, I feel like you, yeah, you've done amazing with that. So what is one of the biggest pushbacks that you have that you've had to push back in religion that, cause like, I know your story and I am so inspired by your story. And I admire just the way that you have fought in the darkest place and the darkest valleys that you've been in when you didn't have that support and you didn't have that love, but you didn't give up and you're going to be the voice of hope to so many women and men actually, um, to help them because there are people that are in the trenches right now who don't have hope. They feel alone. And so what do you feel like was one of the biggest things that you really like, you felt like it was a pushback. Like if you could give something to anybody out there, that was the very thing that you needed in that time, what would it have been or what would it be? Like, don't be afraid to, um, be unique. Um, to be brash and bold in in god and where to the like sometimes when i come in a room a certain way or i dress a certain way people get offended like you can see the offense on their face because i feel like women are so taught that if you shine or you have fashion that well, you think you're better. You think you're really something, which um, it is a mindset born out of culture and the spirit of religion. Mm-hmm. And so um, to inc- I want to encourage people to don't be afraid to wear different kinds of clothing, um, to be unique, to have a certain idea and a certain subject that God gave you and run with it. Um, and if you can't find people around you that, um, encourage you into that and find it in the word of God, then find somebody who will do that with you. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the woman that's talking right now will do that. Well, not me. I meant you. <laughs> <laughs> that just got confusing. Thank you. <laughs> well, you were, you walked the trenches, you walked through it. And I know your heart and I see your heart in helping, you know, helping people become, 
free to do those things because you fought a lot of long, dark, hard battles where you didn't feel seen and yeah. you felt yeah. like everything, um, every corner that you turned and everywhere that you began to rise, it was kind of like you were pushed down mm -hmm. and suffocated again. And you went through some serious trauma, which we're, we're going to do another episode on that at one point where you can really like share some of the traumatic experiences that you yeah, went sure. through, because I feel like that's another episode that we can go deep and just be real on things that don't get talked about. Cause that's what I want to do on here, but I want to say thank you for sharing this and for stepping out of your comfort zone and being bold. Thank you for and having me. Yes. Yes. And I will share Rachel's links in the show notes. If you guys have questions, you can reach out to her. Um, she is amazing. And thank you for listening to this episode. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unchained and Untamed. I'm confident that you received exactly what you require to unleash your potential and unapologetically own your feminine heart and soul and be the woman that God has created you to be. It's time to take the next step on your transformational journey. Apply what you've learned and know that I am here to support you every step of the way. I'd love to hear what your biggest shifts and ahas were that you received from this podcast. So make sure to shoot me a message and follow me on Instagram at Schrock underscore Leona. See you there.